Welcome, FPL Surgery listeners, to episode 223. My name's Rich, and today it's 31st of August. It's the start of the international break, and as always, I'm here with Dave. Hi there, Dave. How's it going, man? Lucky, lucky to be here on a Tuesday and not a Monday. We were this close to missing this week, but someone just had to have a bank holiday, didn't they? So, well, we're good. Yeah, do you not have one in Scotland? I don't know. I don't really pay attention. All I know <laughs> is that you were unavailable on every bank holiday Monday or something. <laughs> you actually get an extra bank holiday in Scotland. Oh, there we go. I don't, I, yeah. not in my work, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm, I'm glad we're doing this because even though it's international break, there's so much to talk about today. It's such a good day to be streaming. So we have so much to talk about. Um, and to be honest, I thought it was going to be a bit more diverse, but why would it even need to be? First headline, Ronaldo. Second headline, went to wildcard. Third headline, building a wildcard team is happening. So uh, yeah, a lot to look forward to. Yeah, nice and straightforward today. And this week's guest, he's a legend in the FPL community with almost 100,000 followers on Twitter now. He's got three top 5k finishes. One of those was last season. And in his spare time, he publishes FPL Hints magazine and he hosts FPL Hints Live. So welcome back to the podcast, Ash, aka FPL Hints. Hi there, Ash. How are you? Hi, guys. Doing uh, fabulous. Thank you very much. How's it going? Yeah, good, good. It's it's nice to have you on. Um, I know you were on a few years ago now, um, long before me or Dave were even on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was about five years ago, and I had a it was a bit of a in, an infamous night because I didn't charge my mobile phone, and during the podcast, my phone died, and uh, <laughs> they yeah they, they rolled with it. So um, I actually I've got a confession to make. I didn't even charge my phone this time. But hopefully, uh, with modern technology now, it should it should keep me going for an hour and a half. So yeah, it's all good. All right. Okay. So yeah, th- there's no there's no pressure there. There's no pressure. I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, <laughs> but so, thank thank you for coming on. And I know you're having a obviously you're having a brilliant season like you did like you did last year. But I mean, do you want to tell us a bit more about FPL Hints Live? Yeah, sure. So, well, FPL Hints Live actually originates from FPL Live. So that's a, a show that I co-founded, well, five years ago now, hmm. uh, six years ago even. And the purpose of that show was to broadcast live on the eve of a game week. So the chances are you've listened to all your podcasts, you've heard the press conferences. And, you know, if you're still undecided on your transfers, we were there to nip in with some extra insight. So that was the purpose of that show. And then due to tech issues, we had to just finish it, unfortunately. But then again, talking of technology and Twitter spaces, um, yeah, I've, I've, I found a new niche to revitalize the show in the form of FPL Hints Live. So, yeah, every night before a game week, I'm on there with anyone else that wants to join. You know, op- it's an open Q&A session. You know, you can ask whatever you want beforehand or on the show. So it's just been really good fun, you know, starting it with a few few pilots during preseason. And it really took off over the last one or two weeks. So, yeah, really proud of that, and I hope it grows from strength to strength. Yeah, those Twitter spaces—they they are a lot of fun, and like you say, it is a bit of a niche. Especially, and I, I imagine you're going to have a lot of lot of listeners um, at the end of this game week because it's going to be it's going to be a long, long game week. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, just looking at my FPL Twitter timeline today, you know, you know, it's the international break when you know certain topic comes to the fore. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a lot. Of fun. I can't believe how many days we've still got left. So, um, yeah, there'll be plenty of talking points, no doubt about it, with this transfer window 
and all sorts that um, will take place, I guess, in the next, uh, well, one and a half weeks. Yeah, the best the best thing about doing this live as well, for those that are just listening, is that the chat are probably going to update as if anyone gets bought into the Premier League. Like it's already getting close to that point in time now where we're 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 getting to the end of the transfer window and there's definitely gonna be some stuff happening while we're talking I, no no doubt about it <laughs> so um i'm looking forward to like because you sometimes it's like oh he scored and he scored but now it's gonna be like oh yeah no ronaldo moved so <laughs> that's amazing yeah. and before we get into all the amazing stuff thank you very much for everyone being here that is in the live chat just now a lot of familiar faces a lot of people that we see regularly it's really awesome thank you if you're listening on any podcast format we also really appreciate you guys and it's going really strong i expected a massive dip when i started because i wasn't you know the people who you're used to listening to but it's really nice to see that we're still kind of keeping our head above water with the with the numbers even more so it's kind of gaining traction so that's awesome thank you very much and if you are new here it'd be great if you could subscribe so we can get to a thousand subscribers because we just found out that if we get to a thousand subscribers we can use polls which I didn't know was even a thing. I thought it was only a Twitch thing, but we've seen Holly do it today and we want it. <laughs> so that's going to be awesome as well. Um, Rich, any interesting stats from the week? Yeah. I mean, you've helped prepare prepare some of these. So obviously we're sponsored by Fantasy Football Hub. And if you'd like to sign up, the link's in the description, whether you're on podcast or whether you're watching on YouTube. So some stats from this week. So Watford had exactly zero big chances created against Spurs. And despite this, Saar was the furthest forward on average. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that says a lot about Spurs or if it just says more about Watford's attacking <laughs> output. The Man United player with the highest XA in game week three was Daniel James with 0.42. He's now gone to Leeds, though. Chelsea had six <laughs> shots in total and six were inside the box. So none outside the box. Calvert-Lewin only had one shot on target. That was the penalty. I think the most important takeaway from this week, well, it's not it's not the most important, but I found it the most interesting, was that Ward Prowse had five shots and took a penalty. And mm. I think I think I found that interesting because obviously we didn't know if Armstrong was going to be on penalties. Now we know Ward Prowse is on penalties, and yeah. he tends to be a ninety-minute man. So I I think he might come into come into consideration in a few weeks' time. Yeah, and I've got on the screen um, the stats that you were just talking about there. With Ward Prowse, there's his five shots and the uh, Calvert Lewin one shot on target, which is crazy. But also, I liked the two ex Celtic players there in the top, Pookie and Illinusi. Love that. So that's really fun for me. Um, but yeah, some interesting stats there. So, what's next? What are we up to? We're going to go into our game weeks and I, we're going to start with you, Ash. Now, obviously, you've had a good start to the season after a very, very impressive season last year as well. Um, so, Ash, you want to talk us through your, your game week? Yeah, so like this game week ended up on a red arrow, but as I've mentioned time and time again, you know, red and green arrows don't mean much to me. Mm. I've ended the game week on 79k overall, which, if I'm not mistaken, that's probably a, a better rank than I was this time last season. So, yeah, f- yeah, from my perspective, I had two free transfers at hand and I had to use one. And, you know, with Robertson back, it made sense to get rid of... Um, Simicas, and again in the 4.0 4.1 market there aren't very many options unfortunately so like a lot of people i opted for livramento as my um transfer for, for last week again hope you know hoping that he could have got something yeah wasn't really expecting much but mm. how, how i see it with him especially he clearly seems 
to have caught Hassan Hutel's eye and you know, three starts already. And OK, he's got he's got a couple of tricky games coming up. But then you look at his fixture run from game week eight to game week 12. So he's got a better run of games there. So how I see it with Libramento is, you know, if, if he if he starts and it's the fixture's good, well, I'm going to I'm going to start him in my team. But yeah, the, I need to get as many enablers as possible, because as we know, we are now blessed or cursed with so many premiums uh, in the game right now. So, yeah, just it, it made a logical step to get another 4.1 player. Um, I, I kind of I was really happy that Gundogan finally scored. On, I was uh, I was literally just about to say that there, but it's in, it's it's really well done that you kept the Gundogan because not many people did, eh, Rich? Not many people did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but did you ever consider selling Gundogan, or was that always going to be a going to be a keep? The thing is, the, the the old Ash of two seasons ago, I probably would have done like a minus eight on a Saturday night and got rid of him. But the new Ash from last season, the mindset has changed in the sense that. I, I picked those players for a reason. And yeah, I know that he hasn't he didn't get fancy returns in the first two games. But then I thought to myself, hold on a minute. KDB isn't there. He's not fully fit. It's Arsenal, who've been atrocious in the first two games. Do I really need to get rid of him? Yeah, again, I had two free transfers. I could have easily have got someone else. You know, I probably Mason Greenwood was probably out of my budget at that point. But I thought to myself, you know what? I'm happy to hang on to him for... It, for me, it made sense keeping him for one more week and then having two free transfers after the international break. And that's yeah, that's the situation I'm in right now. Um, was really I well expecting- done there as well, because a lot of people just decided to use their their free transfers. Like I used both of mine, Rich used more than he had. I and you've got like- there two just sitting there ready for the one of the harder game weeks to, to kind of manage. What were you going to say? Yeah, like exactly. Ash says there... Um, I think for his circumstances, it maybe was easier to keep Gundogan, maybe. I mean, I'll get on to why I sold him when it's when it's my turn. All Can right. I just say something, Ash? With your, your bench, I think, you know, you've got Cody and you've got Ben White and they've got incredible fixtures. So you've done quite well there where you've got players that people will want in those cheap positions, you know, for yeah. the upcoming weeks. And then I guess you can concentrate on the on the premiums like you like you mentioned. Exactly. Mm. Like, yeah, from my side, again, it, it comes back to what my mindset is in terms of this season look I, I was very fortunate to get a top 5k finish last season I want I want another well, if I could get a top 5k it'd be fantastic I want to I want to embrace a top 10k mindset like I waited nine years for that such a high finish right and for me it was about you know being lucky no doubt about it but it was also adopting certain techniques that many consistent top 10k finishers have so like for me planning is so important, right? Like, yeah, you, you've just pointed out, I've got I've got Connor Cody, I've got Ben White on my bench right now. Many people wouldn't have even touched them with the barge pole or game week one because they thought, oh, what's the point? They've got some hard fixtures. But for me, it was relying on my core team for the initial game weeks. And like you've said, you know, with Cody and White, let's hope White will strengthen Arsenal's defence. And, you know, Wolves have been quite, um, despite not, you know, despite the results, they've actually punched above their weight and they're showing some promise so yeah I, I've got those two players to mm-hmm. you know on, as and when I need to from game week four onwards so and yeah I've got I've got Scarlet sub three I wish I could get rid of, rid of him um at some point but yeah it's, it's it's all about the premiums now and it's about making the moves that I need to without taking unnecessary hits and it's mm. about being patient 
and it's about getting the captaincy spot on with EO in mind. You know, that's that's what my mindset is really. Yeah. So there we go. Um, and, and that's and, a, oh, sorry. Go continue. And I was going to say that, like, the way I'm playing the game now, uh-huh. it's, it's actually this isn't. I'm not playing it by my instinct. I want to make more transfers. I want to take more risks. But I'm doing the complete opposite based upon this philosophy that I've adopted and I've seen many top 10k managers have. So I'm just playing the game how I think it should be played rather than how I want to play it. And that's a distinction I've made and I'm happy to make that. Fair play. I'm 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 really impressed with it because this team. A lot of people are trying to get to this team, like have a a Wolves guy, have a Livermento, and be able to then get to the point where they can do the easy Ings and and Bruno out if if that's what you decide to do, for example. But we'll get to all that and what we're going to be doing later on. Um, very quickly, my team. Um, I brought in Rafina and Antonio. Just very very quickly fixed the Antonio missing from my team and captained him which kind of made sense with the the transfer in mind um took maras out for rafina gave barnes the extra game um to be fair it wouldn't have mattered because nine of, of them did well but i'm happy with antonio's returns and then now i've got just one transfer and i want to make about eight of them so <laughs> yeah we'll get on to that in a bit that- that was funny with Antonio because obviously last week with um, with Sophie we were recording during the West Ham game, mm-hmm. and I remember saying to you that Antonio will punish you next weekend. And yeah. the funny thing about that was about twenty minutes after we stopped recording, he punished you <laughs> this that weekend. Evening. Yeah, no, yeah. He, I've been punished with him every week. Someone messaged me saying, "Are you sure that he won't go off and play international and and, and not play game week five? And I just replied, "I don't care as long as the beating stop." <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> apparently is... he's all right. He's only traveling to home game there was a country he could have traveled to that he's not so yeah unless he does something to his hamstring to be fair with the transfers that i made i was very very sure that the premier league weren't going to sort it so that their best interests were at heart because they are one of the biggest leagues it can be very difficult for them to Mm. lose players like that so yeah so antonio in rafina in i'm happy with them going forward and not too bothered but the the big things are then now obviously barnes ings i've still got simicast sitting there with his 4.1 um the points wasn't the greatest the rank isn't the greatest now um all my punts didn't didn't work out you know barnes maras um not having antonio so i'm just gonna have to sort them out the only thing that i did right was start with ben rama but now everyone's got him so he doesn't really help um and he didn't help at all last game week but i'm happy to keep him and uh yeah that's my team let's move on to you you're, you're doing all right mate i, I think it's just going to be i guess we'll cover this at the end of the show is what you do next you know whether you wildcard or yeah. what you do with the one transfer but you made the right transfers this week yeah i'm, I'm I, the decision making was was spot on um i wouldn't go that far but it, was, it, was, it was adequate like <laughs> it was okay right let's move on to your team there yeah um so i ended up doing a minus four <laughs> and I, I, so I did say I didn't want to lose Tony and I didn't want to lose Gundogan for that for that game week. Mm-hmm. But I ended up removing them because I'd removed Mares and all to get Lukaku. It was either Lukaku or Kane. So I sold Mares, who got an assist off the bench. Now I sold him because I thought he wouldn't play. Mm. Gundogan, Emma projected him to play. And I think all the reasons you said as well, Ash, you know, it did look likely he was going to play. I didn't want to lose him, but I'd already lost money on him. And he, I think oh. he's dropped dropped again since. So oh. Gund- Gundogan went. He obviously got nine points. And then then I got Lukaku in, who blanked. He was looking very, very good. And Chelsea were looking very, very good mm. until yeah. 
that there was that red card for Reese James. And then at that point, I knew Lukaku wasn't going to wasn't going to return. So I bought in Rafinha, Lukaku, and Gilmore, who I benched. So it cost me 17 points, including <laughs> including the minus four. That's really interesting because we did have a, a question on the Slack channel from the Hitman who asked, over how many weeks should you evaluate if a hit is worth it? Because if you lose 17 points, for example, in the first week of the move, is that bad? <laughs> so it's bad. Do you know, I've had a lot of time to think about this and I yeah, am annoyed. 17 points, is it's a lot of points. Yeah, but, yeah. I, I didn't want to keep Mares, and he was benched, so good riddance. Gundogan, I should have kept him, but I didn't. And um, Tony, he, he eventually returned. Like, one good thing I've got, and I guess we'll get it later in the show, is I've got Lukaku now. I think my team still looks really good, and I think I am, despite being 17 points behind the template, <laughs> I, I think I have a team that people want to set up in that structure. So I've got three premiums already. Maybe mm. they're not the right premiums, like I've got Bruno as one of them, but I've, I'm pretty happy with my structure. I feel like I'm ahead on that, even if it's cost me 17 points. Yeah, it means you don't have to wildcard, basically. Or if you do yeah. wildcard, then it would be like a waste of last I can week. keep my wildcard. I mean, honestly, I'd rather have the 17 points and have to do a hit or two, obviously. Yeah. But I, I can justify to myself why I did it. So. Fair play. What a great question, Hitman. Very, very, very on the nose. Yeah, thank you. Also, you cut... <laughs> Uh, the hitman off the other week um you, he asked a question in the chat and you just went blah 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 so i don't know why he's having a go at me and not you <laughs> because i do that with everything when it's, it's it's trailing on for a bit i'm like oh this that that and blah 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 well, basically the question is this and then we get to the question um my overall rank for people who are asking is like 750 or something 750k um yeah and mine's yeah. dropped from 200k to 500k and if go. i hadn't done that if basically if i'd fell asleep for a week i'd be about I'll be up with you, Ash. I think I'll be about 80k or something. Ash, where so are you at just now? Very yes, close, I'm... like 500, I think. 500k. Uh, myself, sorry. Yeah. 79k at the moment, but there like you know. You know, right now, the tiers are really volatile. Like you know, a, a few points here and there, a hit here and there is going to really affect your rank. So like, you know, like ha- you know, even a top two million rank, you could argue, is really good at the moment. Oh yeah. Absolutely um, solid. Yeah, and as as the template emerges, and you know, as as we we get a better idea of the form players, then no doubt, you know, you, you'll see a, a bigger difference in in the in the tier points. But for now, it's really fluid. You know, just mm. like you know, a captain fell here and there, a wrong like like for myself. You know, I mentioned Gundogan. I was so close to get getting Greenwood in my game week one team. I was absolutely certain of it. But then I had two concerns, and those concerns were that oh, I've got no city cover, mm-hmm. going to be viable for the time being. But also, I saw a stat, and I really wish I didn't see this stat, which basically showed Greenwood playing in the you know down the middle as opposed to on the flank. He scored far less goals in a in a centre forward position. So I thought, oh, you know, if he's going to be playing as a centre forward, and he's not scoring goals, that'll be problematic for me. And then oh, you know, Cavani will be back soon. And, you know, Ronaldo is now here. Then, you know, ultimately just it didn't. I just felt that, you know, he might be at risk of rotation. But obviously that hasn't worked that way. And, you know, I've probably if I had Greenwood over Gundogan in my game week one team, I would have probably been even higher, like top 10K even. But I Mm. said it's early days. No, you know, we shouldn't even look at the green arrows, red arrows at this stage. It's just about planning your team, being happy with it and making sure, you know, you're, you're, you're... 
you know, you, you're happy with what where you want to be really with, going forward. With so few people haven't been doing many transfers, and I think it's almost become like zombie teams, as in you know people have set up a team in game week one, and it, it's almost been the same team that's carried us through three game weeks. So yeah. it's very hard to get a team like that, you know, absolutely spot on. And obviously, if I hadn't touched my team, I'd be I'd be doing better as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. But like you say, it's going to get very interesting now because we've got a lot of stuff um, that's, that's going to change the template. So we're going to move into the headlines. I just want to say, obviously, if you want to support us on Patreon, you could Google FPL Surgery Patreon or go to mm. patreon.com forward slash FPL Surgery. And me and Dave, we did a Patreon pod the other day. We'll be doing another one soon. Um, but yeah. let's get into headlines because, I mean, there's some big stuff here. So the first headline, we've simply titled it Ronaldo. I put Ronaldo as back. Just to oh, make it Dave's put Ronaldo is back because he's, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He likes using longer words than me. Oh, <laughs> forgot to move the thing. Sorry, I'm still working out on the kinks. Continue. That's all right. That's all right. But um, Ash, Ronaldo, I mean, is is he someone that you're tempted by? Absolutely. You know, who who wouldn't be? You know, he's like, uh, an, like in terms of his pedigree in the Premier League and, you know, across, on the continent, it's proven. Like, you know, he's a, he's, a, he's an out-and-out goal scorer. Price tag is 12 and a half million. You know, sadly, it is what it is. We wouldn't, you know, they've probably got it right as much as I hate them for pricing him at 12 and a half. <laughs> um, like, for me, like, when I, you know, I, like, at the point when I had the two free transfers for game week three, that was when there was, you know, Ronaldo being linked with Man City and obviously he went with, you know, went to United. How I see it, if he, if there's a strong chance of him starting uh, in game week four, Right. And, you know, there's no fitness issues. It kind of makes sense to get him in early, try him out and you know, even captain him against Newcastle just makes it does make sense. But then people will say, what about Lukaku? You know, he's he's against Aston Villa and you know, Martinez will, won't be available for that game. You know, just, you know, he's red flag, basically, because of his international commitment. So mm. yeah, there's that on the radar as well. But with Ronaldo... Like initially, I, look, I won't lie to you. Like when when United signed him, it was like, well, got two free transfers, Ings out, um, Bruno out, Ronaldo in, Torres in, job done. Like I, I was literally, I was absolutely set on that. Yeah, that then, seems really really yeah. popular, doesn't it? I think there's, I've seen like eighty tweets since Ronaldo was announced. The exact then, same but thing. You, but then you see the the tw- timeline also filled filled with doubt as well. People saying, oh, is he going to train on time? Is he going to start that first game? Because it would be really gutting if he's not had enough training and he's heavily captained in game week uh, four and he doesn't start and he gets like a cameo appearance. So you, obviously you don't want that either. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, right now, it's I've, I've dampened and calmed down my expectations of him. But look, if he's fit, if he's going to start regularly, he's going to score goals, you know, week in, week out, yeah. um, get assists, week in, week out. He's not gone to United to warm the bench for, well, you know, Lingard or, or Jack James is on his way now. But he's he's there because he's still got plenty to offer. And is it, if I'm not mistaken, is it a two-year contract at United? Yeah, I think I think it's a two-year contract that he signed. And, like, look, he's 36 years old and... If if there you know, if, if he's going to be there for two seasons, you'd think he's really going to give it his all. And there's so much like history that he could write for United. Yeah, they can win 
major honours with him there. And he's got a limited amount of time to do that. I've got no doubt that Ole's going to manage his minutes in the Premier League and in, in, in the other competitions. There'll be matches where he'll miss out altogether. You know, United have got so many attackers right now. In some ways, it didn't make sense for them to sign Ronaldo at this very time, right? It just didn't, like with all, with all the attacking options that they um, have. But at the same time, he's going to be their talisman. He's going to be their go-to player and he will be their match winner. So you'll, you'll need to have a really, like, you know, come game week four, let's say you didn't buy him. He comes in, scores a goal, gets mm-hmm. you know, double, like du- double digit ball. Are you, they're not going to buy him game week five. You know, the, that, that bandwagon will go f- through the roof. So it's a tough one. Like, you know, I, I've got some caveats, but yes, I'm seriously interested in buying him with my two free transfers mm-hmm. and I can do it without even activating a wild card. So, yeah, that's where I'm at at the moment on, on Ronaldo. Do you know what? I was I was really, really excited about Ronaldo. Well, I was excited about two things. Um, obviously, when I got Lukaku last week, I had this plan where I could get Ronaldo in um, or Kane in. So if Kane went to City or if Ronaldo went to City, I had these plans, you know, to get them in. And only for a minus four this week as well. And I think then it sunk in since... That you know, he signed for. Oh, I don't want to. Say, I almost don't want to say it because I, I, I don't want to upset Man United fans. And I think Ronaldo's amazing. Yeah. He's he's not signed for City. He signed for Man United, and I think that does impact on him slightly. I still think he's a, a brilliant asset, but I don't want to be using my wild card or doing massive hits to get him in, because I feel like if you're wild carding, for example, this week, and you didn't bring any Chelsea players in, you've then got three transfers to get those Chelsea players in for their for their good fixture run. And that's why, not just because I've got Lukaku. <laughs> yes, it I absolutely prefer, is. I prefer Lukaku. <laughs> oh, it absolutely is. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. If I, I, if I was wildcarding now, I would go Lukaku or both. I wouldn't go Ronaldo without Lukaku. Because if you were wildcarding now, and I, I'm probably jumping ahead, but you're going to have three transfers to get three Chelsea players in between game week four and game week seven. That's all of your transfers. So you wouldn't have... You don't need three. You if you want to triple like... up, because people are talking about tripling up in game week seven. Aye, but that's... So... But I feel like, okay, so you get a defender, you've got Lukaku, and then you've got to pick one of the one of the midfielders. You're probably going to get Havertz, but you don't need to get them right away, especially if you do have Lukaku. Well, you, you would, because if you want three for game week seven... You'll only get three transfers between your wild card and game week seven. So you would have to use but... all three transfers, <laughs> all your transfers up to October. No, it's 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 interesting, but I just it's hilarious I mean, it's, that it's you've fact. you've gotten Lukaku. No, I know, but you're saying like, oh no, but you have to get them. This is specifically for people who want three Chelsea players for game week seven, and I'm saying you could have two for game week eight. Like it's they're not a huge deal, especially if you've got Ronaldo and Lukaku. But I actually do really like that. So one of the points that you made was you would want both or just Lukaku. The interesting thing about it is most people are going to get rid of Bruno to get Cristiano Ronaldo, which is absolutely yeah. fine. Totally understand that. We all know that Cristiano Ronaldo plays uh, with Bruno in international games and is the penalty taker. So there's no arguments there. Um, but the thing that I was noticing was next week, you could captain Salah against Leeds, or you could captain a Manchester United asset against um, against who are they playing Newcastle at home, Newcastle. right? So, yeah, so, so what I was thinking was, if you if you did get rid of Bruno for Ronaldo, you would want to captain him. But then, what if he doesn't play? 
So you might want to just captain Salah and vice captain Ronaldo. But the problem with that is like you've just taken a hit for him potentially, or you've just wildcarded for him, and that's a bit of a, a an annoyance. So I really like the idea if I was going to wildcard to try and get Lukaku and Ronaldo and just Next. captain Lukaku. But can I just saves everything. Yeah, go I've got it. I've got like a get out clause for those people who aren't going to activate their wild card, but they want to try out Ronaldo. So you know you can get Ronaldo at twelve and a half million. Mm. Let's say you know, game week four, game week five, game week six. It becomes apparent that he's not playing full matches. He hasn't got the fantasy returns. Come game week seven, Ronaldo out, Lukaku in, save a million pounds bump up one of your defenders for a Chelsea defender as well, you know, later down the line. So I, I kind of feel that that is my get out clause that I'm not like, oh, it's all or nothing with Ronaldo. It's yeah. If I get him, I'll give him a chance for three game weeks. I, I'll most likely captain him against Newcastle caveat if he's fit and if he's likely to start. But if, if I, if I'm not satisfied with how he's done over the subsequent three game weeks, then Lukaku is my player that can come in. And then, yeah, if you're on a wild card, just to point, you know, just to add to that, try and fit in Lukaku and Ronaldo. But it's it's almost like there is there's there, there's two things. There's a fear of missing out on Ronaldo and him hauling against Newcastle United, but there's also the fear of him, you know, not getting many minutes and him blanking. That's also a reality as well. Um, is, is he just just this is for a question that for everyone to go away because I don't know the answer, but I would have loved to know the answer. I did check it just there but i couldn't find it is bruno or not bruno is is ronaldo injured and so therefore not being called up for portugal against is ireland he's he's in portugal but he's only played like 30 so since the euros he's only played 30 minutes of football which was a sub appearance in syria the other day so but he's not not injured so he's not injured okay cool because i know he had something going on with his arm so does that mean that if he plays like 90 minutes against international against ireland i think it is does that mean that we're all just in a consensus that he probably will start then for man united because that means i haven't got as much i haven't got as much worry about his minutes um as as you do ash and i i mean obviously he's a very good player i'm I'm being very careful a lot more careful about what i say than normal um i don't (laughs) upset people about ronaldo um it's not it's not the minutes for me I, i think i'm just thinking if i ended up if i wild carded I think I'd have to go for both and not and not just one. Because yeah. Ash, you said, I mean, if Ronaldo's playing poorly, then you could swap him to Lukaku. Yes. I guess, and it's not a bad thing to happen. What if Ronaldo's incredible and Lukaku's incredible? Obviously, you're then going to get both, but you're going to end up in, doing a hit quite shortly after after a well, wild card. You say that, you say that, but then I've got this other option that, if I'm not mistaken, game week seven comes after the second international break. Is that right, if I'm not mistaken? Yes, game, game week seven to eight, yeah. And also then game week 11, it comes after the, the, the November international break. So basically, you're right. If, if, if it becomes apparent that, wow, Ronaldo's doing well, Lukaku's doing well, I can activate the wild card during the second international break so that I've got Lukaku and Ronaldo come game week seven. So that's another option for me. Um, and if, you know, if, if there's a lot of uncertainty with how one or the other are doing come game week seven then i'll have you know i'm happy to wait a bit more and then wait until game week 11 after the november international break to activate my wild card then but then you also look at the fixture difficulty ratings they change quite a lot um between game week seven to game week 11 
Um, mm. I, I actually I worked on something last night. Actually, just let me spring it up. Um, so, like United and West Ham in particular, they've got some tricky games during that period. And on top of that, they've got like European football as well. So, just I'm, I'm kind of like segueing from the Ronaldo chat, but like cool. the, the, there's players I've got in my team right now that I'll most likely not have during that period as well. So, yeah, game week seven, I could easily wildcard them both in. So that yeah, that's that's like another get out option for me. Yeah, just for for anyone wondering, West Ham game week seven is Brentford, then Everton away, Tottenham at home. Aston Villa away and Liverpool at home that takes you up to 11 and uh, what, what was the other one? Uh, Man United Man United Man- are bottom on the fixture ticker on and they'll have Europe by that point as well have Europe and Man United, Everton, Leicester, Liverpool Tottenham, Man City, an absolute howler of a run for Man United Just going back to Man United quickly um, Bruno Fernandes now he's been one where obviously I had a bad season last year I needed to convince him to get in game week one this year does selling him not worry you as well? Because I see a lot of people, I've not seen many people considering going for Ronaldo or Bruno Fernandes. Now, obviously, there's a big assumption that Ronaldo's going to be on penalties, like he is for Portugal ahead yeah. of Bruno. So would selling Bruno to get Ronaldo, would that not worry you at all, Ash? It would, absolutely. Like, you know, a lot of people are under this false premise that, oh, Bruno's going to play second fiddle to Ronaldo. You know, Ronaldo's the king and, you know, uh, Bruno will always defer to him. Um, so long as Bruno has a ownership of like more than 40 percent, that is, you know, he's a serious concern if I don't have him. So, yeah, yeah. If, I, if I was to sell him, right, it, it would be I wouldn't like happily sell him. Like on the one hand, you know, like some people are saying, oh, he'll become the assisters assist in that United team if Ronaldo fits in there. Um, you know, would I have both of them? I, well, I can't right now, but uh, it wouldn't make sense. You'd have to have one or the other. Mm. And I think what would happen is if Ronaldo hits the ground running, his ownership is going to skyrocket and Bruno's is going to plummet. So based on that assumption, right, I, I would feel more confident not having Bruno if if Ronaldo hits the ground running. But if, if he doesn't hit the ground running and Bruno actually carries on with his returns, <laughs> then it will be, be seriously problematic. But you look at, look at Bruno's ownership like now, take a look at it now and take a look at it in like eight nine days time yeah. it will drop actually it Cur- will drop currently yeah, there was a big selling yeah currently five fifty three point seven is his ownership right now as of this very second twenty uh, massive eight, seven Ma- minutes past eight I, I guess the captaincy on him might start dropping as well so when it comes to eo as well he, you'd expect him yeah. to not be as high just just my experience with not having Bruno last season, though, I mean, it was not nice. I mean, obviously, <laughs> I think nine of his what 18 goals were penalties. You're going to have that exact same feeling with Cristiano Ronaldo, and you're going to say next season, you know, not going for Cristiano Ronaldo was not nice. <laughs> I, I think the thing with Ronaldo is, if Ronaldo starts well, starts strongly, oh, he's gonna be I'm, I'm going yeah, to be straight on Ronaldo. You know, we, ha- we have like Man United be- tax, right? Like Man United tax in, in, in regards to their price rise going like you have never seen a man united player who's going to go up as fast as this this is going to be the fastest player to reach 13 million ever yeah we're gonna have like a sliding doors moment guys that if ronaldo starts against newcastle he bangs in a hat trick right that sliding doors moment of bruno's ownership dropping and ronaldo taking him passing him would happen almost immediately like in terms of 
it's it's just it's just going to happen. But that's that's I'm making a big assumption. That's if Ronaldo hits the ground running, gets like at least one or two fantasy returns, and Bruno blanks again. But I think a lot of people have been disheartened that oh, Bruno got a hat trick first game of the season, and then he got you know one point one point back to back. So they're they're kind of like they've forgotten that this guy returns regularly since he joined the Premier League in um, you know the start of January of previous year. So yeah, like this he he you know he's not like he's not someone like you could just sell him off the cuff yes if the penalties go like initially so i know one thing that happened you know that the the penalty changes that they made at the start of the season some people were like ah oh, man united won't get any penalties anymore so we're not going to get bruno and then what happens he bangs in a hat trick without any penalties so you know like you know he can score goals without penalties as well even if ronaldo takes the penalties I feel for people who didn't start with Bruno. Then yeah. he scored an open play hat trick. Then they've jumped on him, and now Ronaldo signed, and they're thinking like, <laughs> "Do I get? Do I get rid of him again?" Oh, that's you funny. mentioned sliding doors moments, but I mean, it, there could be a sliding door moment where Bruno scores a hat trick from open play again. Ronaldo blanks, and you know, a lot of casual ma- casual managers in your mini league start go shooting back. above you. Go back, yeah. yeah. Potentially. So on the screen just now, just for people listening, we have Ronaldo as predicted top projected points for game week four at 7.7, then Salah at 7, then Bruno at 6.9, then Kane at 6.7. Fantasy Football Hub's prediction model, yeah, so he's top. Links in the description. So we've got a very clear uh, winner in regards to who to captain if you do own all of these players. Um, we probably won't. Interestingly enough, though, um, based on the fact that everyone wants to get rid of Bruno and not Salah, um, just while we're on that, you know, affording Ronaldo, is there anyone other than Torres that we're even thinking about just before we move on? Because it seems like a certain, like, oh, we'll just downgrade Bruno. Hey, Torres is doing really well. But is that the only option? Well, well yeah, Ash, go for yeah. it. Yeah, I was going to say that, like, for me, you know, like, some people are saying, oh, if, if, if I haven't got Bruno, I'll sell Bruno, I'll get in Ronaldo and Greenwood. Mm, okay. Which cover not having Bruno, but obviously, and um, I think that's also an option as well. But, yeah, I mean, Torres, look, City have been very clear in their statement so far that they're not going to sign a striker at the last minute. And we're hoping that, you know, like, even pre-season, uh, Pep hinted that, you know, Torres will be expected to play a key role of sorts this season as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with, with Torres, you know, obviously, you know, um, he's got Jesus in the team as well, and that could affect his immense. But they look, they've they've happily um, shared the pitch at the same time as well. Um, so it, it would be Torres, but even Torres is a bit of a punt, in all honesty, in terms of his minutes. They could be managed. Um, but beyond that, it's quite difficult based on form. Yeah, a lot of people who don't have Simicast started with Jota, Jota, sorry. But yeah. anyone who did start with Simicast, um, what what about you know that's going to be really difficult to bring Jota in. As if anyone doesn't know, uh, Firmino is probably injured. Rubber Ducky in the chat giving us an update. Injured a three good fixtures potentially. So is that also an option for you? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Jota would be an option if Firmino is confirmed out for a few weeks. Definitely an option, without a shadow of a doubt. But then when Firmino comes back, 
and it, it might go back to the old days of the Mino start, uh, Jota starting, but then getting subbed off after the hour mark. But no, he is an option without a shadow of a doubt. You know, if you've got rid of Simicas like I have, mm-hmm. I could definitely bring him in as an alternate uh, Greenwood. But I think in my case, I probably wouldn't be able to afford uh, um, both Greenwood and uh, Jota, I think, based on their price. But yeah, he is an option without a shadow of a doubt. That's a good shout. Yeah. I can't think of any more. What about you, Rich? Um, I mean, I was just, obviously, from, from my point of view, I've just come off two City midfielders. So I have no interest in going back there. You know, I got them for the Norwich game. Yeah. Then the, the worst happened against Arsenal. So I'm, I'm not interested oh in Man God. City players. If, if Torres continues to start up front and he goes up to 7.5, he'll still be incredible value then. So I'm not fussed about that. I'm just staying away from Man City. I mean, obviously, Jota's... I mean, he's always a, always a great option. Um, but I'm personally, I'm very, very happy at the moment. I've got Rafinha. I know he's not got the best fixture this week, but after that Liverpool game, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, I mean, Ben Rama, I've got some value tied up in him. Love him. Brilliant player. He's he's blanked once and there's obviously people panicking already, but yeah, yeah. I'm I'm happy with them too. I'm, I'm sure we're going to get... One... Oh, sorry, go for it. One more name, I forgot. I, I should have mentioned this. Looking at Wolves XG stats... Um, a bit of a differential. Who am I going to say? Adama Traore. I think mm-hmm. he's one like, definitely on the watch list. In like, obviously he's not. You know, Wolves have um, not got the end product as of yet, but takes one goal and he could really get going. So that's more of a differential contrarian pick, but he's definitely one to put on the watch list as well. Yeah, I like yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. They're... Those Wolves fixtures look good. And Trinkrat, Trinkau, he's putting up some pretty good numbers as well. If you want to be a even more, even more Maverick, I suppose. Oh, I can't, yes. I can't, I can't do it. I can't bring. I had Triori last season. I just feel so. I mean, to be fair, he wasn't playing on the left, ducking in and 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 shooting a lot. I'm just very happy that he hasn't all of a sudden became an option. You know, if he had scored two goals or something last game, then he would already be up in price. So I'm 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 grateful for that. But yeah, so we're gonna be a wild card. Um, when we come back from the piss break, we're gonna go through all the positions. We're gonna figure out all the options and uh, it's going to be awesome. So we'll see you guys after the piss break. Welcome back. And so we've actually got two headlines, two headlines left. Now we've touched on the second one pretty, pretty like in quite a bit of detail already. So it's when to wildcard. So I guess if we just all give our thoughts, you know, just summed up on when to wildcard and then we move on to our third headline. So Ash, when are you looking to wildcard? Yeah. So from, yeah, from my side, I want to hold on to my wildcard for as long as possible. Um, so I'm hoping that with the transfers that I do, I can stick to what I perceive to be a template team. But there's potentially two windows in which I would look to wildcard, and that will be during the second international break or the third international break in November. So I'm hoping if I can maintain my rank, hang about, I, I'd want to wait until those two windows. However, if it all goes horribly wrong with my transfers in the next you know, two to three game weeks, then I'd, I'd you know, hop in game week seven when the fixture turn fixture turnaround comes again. So 
that's that's how I, how I see it in all honesty. And if I'm lucky and I don't need to wild card in those windows, then I hold I'll hold on to it as late as possible, and then use it just before the deadline expires. But generally, it'll be second or third international break. I, I can't yeah you know, can't see how I do it beyond those in all honesty. Yeah, of course. And what what about yourself, Dave? Um. I don't think I can say anything different. I mean, my problem with this whole, the whole thing is that any advice that I'm going to give is based on my team. And I love the fact that earlier on you're given it, but like we asked you about it and you say Lukaku is your favorite, even though for a long time (laughs) you've been blaming me for asking questions specifically about my team. And then every time we (laughs) ask you about it, but for me, um, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I can't, I can't stop thinking about like, trying to get on this wild card and, and what I would do and, and how I would go for it. But um yeah, I kinda wanna just get into it and start building this. <laughs> just just get back on that. Why why would I get Lukaku and then say I prefer Ronaldo? No, because you got him before you knew Ronaldo was coming in. Yeah. And I'd have got Lukaku if I was on wild card, we're we're gonna get more into this in, in a bit anyway, but you know, I mean, you saying Antonio, you weren't going to get Antonio, and then you were WhatsApping me at midnight after the last show, like, oh, <laughs> hi, Rich, shall I, shall I, I get said Antonio? At the end of the show, that I'm probably going to have to get Antonio now. <laughs> and then he scored two goals. Um, yeah. No, I think it's funny, because, and that's a good point, actually, to me, because that anytime any of us answer questions, it's going to be based on our, our, uh, point of view and our point of view is always coming from the way our team works like for example you said that you didn't want to get gundo or torres back because you just got rid of two um, torres, yeah. man, man city midfielders whereas you know if you were on wild card it would be a different story but the fact that you've got lukaku and you've got your setup and you've got your your three premiums you don't really need to think about wild carding it's very interesting to point All out right. if to put to put it so i'm not just talking about my team then if I had my team or Ash's team, I wouldn't even be considering wildcarding. If I had your yeah. team, I'll be hitting the wildcard button. But we, we I can know. get we can I know, get and that's that so sure. bad because I really want to just leave it. <laughs> and I tweeted earlier saying that if we start talking about it seriously, then I'm going to want to do it even more. Um, and and then I seen the schedule <laughs> and I was like, oh, we're definitely going to be talking I, about it. I actually wanted to, I've just realised there was a question why I, I even put this as a headline because Tom from Fantasy Football Fix has said this is going to be a Southgate love fest isn't it? I mean it's it's not but because yeah. I'm not allowed to talk about Southgate too much <laughs> um, but he's also asked um, do you have any set rules for when you wildcard? A certain number of players unavailable slash out of favour for example or do you yeah. just know? Yeah I think I think my, my problem with the whole thing is that I've always tried to like stick to algorithms and stick to plan stuff in my head and then when we talk to a bunch of really really good managers you know Ashador mentioned that when you're looking at top consistent 10k finished managers they've all said pretty much the same thing which is I don't go in thinking about when I'm going to do it I just use it as like a if I need it I'll do it and if the exactly. if the time is right so it's hard for me to be like oh yeah no you guys should absolutely do game week four or seven or pick a date because to be honest like right now my team looks like it needs it but we wouldn't have known that game week you know one because me and rich's team were very very similar we just had like a few players different he had gundo yeah, I had, and, and antonio and i didn't right so that was the only differences oh, don't you start <laughs> but um and 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 now we're we're completely different and i'm thinking about wild card and he isn't so for me 
if the perfect time would be when you have loads of transfers that you really want to make, there's loads of price rises happening, there's a premium that has been added that you really want, and your team seems like it's stagnated and that you don't really have many um, differentials there because anyone that you did have, everyone's bought them in anyway. So <laughs> that seems like the best time to do it. And there's one maxim that I'd like to just reiterate, and it's like, you know, keep it, you know, keep not, not keep it simple, stupid. That's another one. But it's this, that if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So don't just wildcard because, oh, Ronaldo's in the game. I want to get him in. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're, if you're someone who likes to gravitate towards a template and your team's relatively, you know, template right now, you haven't got any injury issues and red flags. You've literally got no reason to wildcard. But at the same time, when those problems do crop up, the fixture turnarounds come. There are issues with players. You know, it becomes it becomes obvious when you need to. And I, I, the reason I mentioned the international break windows, like you've said, there isn't a set time to do it. Generally, more often than not, I've done it during the international windows, so I've got time to think about what I want to do. That's what that's when I've usually done it. But yeah, if if you don't need to, don't do it. But if you if you feel that you're going to add value to your team by wildcarding and getting maybe six or seven new players, makes perfect sense. So that's my take on it. I'd feel so much better about if I potentially wildcard and if we'd had a few more answers to a few more questions, like for example, the goalkeeper, normally we've got someone like De Gea or Pope, or we had Henderson, obviously Martinez standing out. We, I, I still don't feel we know who the best goalkeeper is unless it's actually Lloris, but then he's obviously 5.6 million now. Mm. And I like spending a lot less on a keeper. I just feel like all these little things yeah. that help on a wildcard, you know, if you can get the perfect keeper in, you've got the, perfect fourth and fifth defender i know i know they're not the most glamorous things but that's the kind of stuff um that i want to try and get right rich you're right it's all about marginal gains right mm. at this time of the season those marginal games those two points here and there will be the difference between some managers finishing in the top 100k and finishing in the top 1 million right so like you know having that mindset right now it makes perfect sense and it's like yeah spurs have kept those clean sheets you know, they're, they're the informed defensive team without a shadow of a doubt right now. But are they going to maintain that run? Mm. And people will say, you know what? I'm going to take a punt on a Spurs defender, but I'm going to buy the cheapest one available. That way I've cut my losses and you know, so be it. I can do that. Or I'll buy the cheapest one and I'll rotate with someone else within that you know, four and a half uh, price range. So this is really the time to map out what they could potentially do. And of course, we're all, we're all, uh, you know, in the dark about that. But Mart Martinez last season was a perfect example of that breakout goalkeeper who managed to consistently return. So, you know, maybe Spurs are that team, maybe they're not. But this is a time to really keep an eye on those sorts of assets. Yeah, Martinez was kind enough last season in game week two to save a penalty to really announce his signing to Villa with that. I think it was a 15 pointer <laughs> or something. But, yeah, I didn't have him then. <laughs> no, but I mean, it was just, yeah, it's just, just thinking, because like you say, marginal gains, you know, if we can find the best goalkeeper, you know, over the next couple of weeks, that until we wildcard again in like maybe game week 30, that could gain us like 20, 30 points over our rivals, which, I mean, it does add up a lot. But I guess we should get on to our third headline so we can go through as many questions as we can because we've got a lot of questions as well. Mm. Um, so what we're going to do for this um, is basically we, the three of us, we're going to build a wildcard team. So yes. 15 players, if we were wildcarding, now we're using Dave's Dave's account. So sure. he's got 100.3 million in the bank. I'm sure some people might have a little bit more. Some 
might have a le- little bit less. Yep. So should we start with goalkeeper? So, I mean, Ash, obviously a lot of people have got Sanchez. I think all, all three of us have got Sanchez. Yes. Is there anyone that you'd go for over him if yes. you were on wildcard? Um, yeah, Wolves have got goalkeeper. Uh, so Sanchez only is four and a half. But what about uh, Saar? I think oh, wow. that he's got more of longevity in terms of his like fixture run from game week four up until game week 14. So, I, yeah, I know he's five, five million, but if I was on a wild card, I'd seriously consider him. And what do you think, guys? One thing I'd say on that is that he's, he's more money, isn't he? I think he's five, five million. Yeah, yes. Um, I think something people have to bear in mind, if they're wildcarding now, it's going to be to like probably, I mean, Ben Krellin would know this, but I'm assuming it's going to be like the late 20s, early 30s when we wildcard again. Yeah. So, and I hate making goalkeeping transfers. So I think if I was wildcarding now, I'd, I'd still go for a 4.5, but and I can see the appeal. And also, if you're going to get a, a Wolves guy in, I would probably just pick one of their 4.5, save that 0.5 million, right? Because then that means that you've got that defender in. Does he do a lot of save points? Though? I haven't even looked in it, into it. Um, so with Saar, if I'm not mistaken, he I saw him with chipping with a few saves. Well, yeah, 11 saves over three games. So, like, you know, but you've made a good point there. We're really trying to watch our money and if we can get connor cody for four and a half million get connor cody i i, I would actually probably like i i just saw just stood out as a goalkeeper no oh, it's it's yeah. it's it's a great it's a great shout yeah so did we could do that saves. So we could do sanchez and then we could do a wolves wolves defender yes is sanchez cody still the best? i mean you've got cody haven't you and he's probably the safest one even though obviously he's on england duty at the moment yeah, so with with Connor Cody, like you know, he hasn't, you know, he's a regular starter for Wolves, mm. and if you are going to bench him, you, you've got the peace of mind that he hasn't really got an attacking threat. I think he's barely had a shot on goal in the Premier League, like you know, since ever. So yeah, he, I think, uh, safe pair of hands, four and a half, you'd, you'd get him uh, as mm. as like cheapest cheapest chips option. Do you know what he had? He actually had a shot because I've been keeping an eye on him myself, and he actually had a shot the other day. Ever since he scored for England, he's been going up occasionally for set pieces. I did <laughs> see he had a shot on was it Sunday, wasn't it, when they played? Ah, so well, he really? does have that. I know Mar- uh, Marcel. A lot of people are saying him, but he might not be as nailed no. as Cody. Cody's no, pretty right. set and safe. Connor mm. Cody minutes right last three seasons. If I'm not mistaken, he's had like ten thousand minutes played in the Premier League. So it's basically playing almost every single minute of the Premier League in that period. So you know if you want a safe option for until your next wild card, he has to be in there. You know, as a yeah. safe you know, like yeah, just get him in without without a doubt. Just for I that agree. and then a bench option. Are we I thinking agree. just to go back to def- uh, goalkeepers that Backman was a poor choice? Like, what what are people what people must be thinking that went with him over? Because he has made he made seven saves uh, against Tottenham in the Tottenham game, and then he made one in the other two. Um, yeah. is that a, personally? That a I'd still choice? go Sanchez just because yeah, that Brighton. Anyone else? You're look you're looking at the long term, though, aren't you? With that, so mm-hmm. I'd go Sanchez because it's it's a better defensive team. Right. Let's just put Sanchez in so we can move on. I'm also going to keep Gunnarsson because he is the best 4.0 now that he has buggered off. <laughs> so he can't yeah. literally can't move down in price. Thumbs up. Yeah. What about Steele as like in the event that Sanchez got injured? 
would you not consider having steel or is there a risk that you might want to triple up on Brighton at some point? Yeah, it happened last year. I, I wildcarded game week three because Martinez looked really good and a bunch of other people looked good. So I brought Martinez in game week three and I brought in his partner in crime 4.0, whoever it was. And um, and then, you know, Watkins started doing well. Uh, Grealish started doing well and I could only pick one of them and missed out on loads of Watkins stuff because I just refused to get rid of my my second keeper so I'm not doing that again now, I'm I not also saying it's a don't bad think idea, he's but... I don't think he's the backup for the long term because they signed that Sherpin from Ajax oh, he's, he's, he's injured yeah. at the moment and there's a lot of good Brighton players I like I can actually see me wanting to triple up I mean I've already got two and I keep looking at getting a, a third you know yeah players like Duffy Webster Sanchez you're right. Maybe there is a risk that we might want to triple up at some point. And yeah, let, yeah, let's let's just hope that he doesn't get injured then between now and the second wild card. All right. Fingers, so fingers crossed. I've I've had Cody already, as you guys can see. Um, so we've got Sanchez and we've got Cody. And I was gonna say that also just for cheapness, just while we're here, we'll just put Levermento in right away because I'm assuming yes. that he's the cheapest yeah, go for that. Yeah. yeah then we could talk more about the exciting players it's right, interesting because we had a question from fpl zero blog basically asking about trent now it was, it was a you know he wrote a lot of stuff about um harvey elliott hugging the wing and trent cutting inside and trent did look very advanced in that in that chelsea game albeit against 10 men so would either of you make an argument to not get trent no no i, I think we should keep okay. trent look, look with with his set piece ability his roaming <laughs> up the pitch clean sheets for Liverpool, you know, or hopefully more, you know, more often than not, you, you've got to keep Trent. He's yeah, also got great keep... fixtures. It's not like he's, it's not like he's coming up against, you know, we looked at Man United's fixtures. He, Liverpool have got three decent fixtures and then they've got bad, good, bad, good, bad, good until they hit Arsenal game week 12. And then they're back to having decent fixtures again. Like I think Liverpool are one of the teams that have the least amount of like bad fixtures in, in a row. Um, yes, they're very, very uh, roller coaster. So we're not we're not selling Trent. We're so not selling Trent. So. We're keeping Trent. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm glad we're all all in it, all in agreement there. And I, I almost feel like you could play. You know, if you want to play like a four four two, he's almost works out like a like a like a midfielder, doesn't he? As in, he's that he's better value than all the seven point five or less midfielders. I think we're gonna have to make the decision a bit later on whether we get rid of him so that we can afford oh. three premier uh, premiums. Maybe even four. If we try hard right. enough. Um, Ailing is next right. on the chopping block on my team. Um, I think Ailing's great price. You'll probably use him a lot after game week four. Um, yes. Decent fixtures. Yeah, yep, I agree. Chuck Ailing in, Brilliant. and then our fifth. So this we is leave the, the fifth defender and see how much money we got at the end. But it is Shaw because that's where everyone's everyone's I mean, got right. People are going to be coming off Shaw soon. Although he's he's great. He is one of those. But let's well, see how much money we got. We've got to because we've got to talk about the premiums, haven't we? So right, go for it. I mean, Salah. I can't put an argument against Salah at the moment. Oh, He's yeah. the premium mid. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay, Ben Rama. We we sticking with him because this is on our wild card. Remember, I could cut and run with this money, or we could keep yeah, him and cool. hope that you know Antonio doesn't die before. Let's let's him and get a four and a half midfielder instead. Just yeah. assuming that Benrahma minutes will get managed, U European games, as good as he's been. Like, if it's the difference between selling Benrahma and getting a pre an additional premium midfielder, you know, let, let's get Bissouma or 
who, who else? Who is it? Allen for Everton or you know, someone like that. In- I've picked the perfect one. Don't you worry about it. Gilmore's already there, mate. <laughs> yeah, Gilmore's, Gilmore's on corners. <laughs> oh, I'm doing that oh. just because he's Scottish. I don't. I think Allen's probably a better choice based <laughs> on how he's how he's been doing. But um, mm. shout to who was it? Uh, Stag that was shouting about Allen. Poor Stag this week. Oh. Um, <laughs> anyway. Oh, well, uh- so I'm going to say something. So I would, actually, I already mentioned it earlier, but if you're wildcarding this week, you need to have some Chelsea players because yes. when it gets to game week seven, you're not going to have a wildcard to bring them in. Or at exactly. least have price points for them. Well, but then it goes back to the thing, you're going to have to use all your transfers on Chelsea players. Yeah, so you're wildcarding with transfers booked in. <laughs> but I don't care about that. <laughs> it's a really fun thing to say, but I just like... I don't mind not getting them in for exactly game week seven. If I if I had said right, I'm going to keep Shaw until game week seven, and then he'll go to Aspilicueta or or James or whoever I decide, um, and I'm happy with that as a price point for that. That's one transfer. If I bring Lukaku in, if I have Lukaku in here, if we were to decide that, then then that's two. Or we could have a defender. Yeah, that's well, that's what I'm I'm talking about. I don't think I want Havertz or anything. Would you? I mean, Ash, would would you want? If you were wildcarding now, would you go for any Chelsea? Uh, the only Chelsea person I'd get right now would be Lukaku on a mm-hmm. wildcard right now. Uh, the thing with Chelsea is that, like, you know, obviously high chance of clean sheets, especially from game week seven onwards. But I feel that, you know, like in terms of their players, the pricing is a bit problematic. I think, is it Christensen who's been playing regularly? He's five million. To five, Yeah. But yeah. I, I, the problem with, with Tuchel is he does rotate a fair bit as well. People don't realise how often he does it. Look look at last season. He's rotating the goalkeepers at some points as well. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah, that was, <laughs> was a weird season for goalkeepers. Yeah. To be yeah. fair, if I had Kepa, I'd be rotating him. Um, so should we try? So we're trying. I mean, Dave's put it on screen already. But if we try for Lukaku, Ronaldo and Salah and see yeah. how we get yeah. on. So we've got Let's 24 million roughly you know your your mileage may, may vary um with this i don't think it's going to be easy to get antonio in but we could mm-hmm. try because mm. if we if you had lukaku ronaldo and antonio that's right i think we'd have to get rid of ben rama though let's get rid of him well we'll yeah. s- we'll, we'll we'll see <laughs> we'll see <laughs> we'll um, see um okay i'm going to add like jota just as just as a placeholder for that sort of price range. And then we've got 8.7 million to spend or thereabouts. Um, so you could do that if we could do a f- another four at the back and a four point, another 4.5, but it just means we're playing. This is where four, I three, think you need to start looking at like a 4-3-3. Yeah. Mm. To make it affordable. So obviously in the back line at the moment, we've got Cody Eiling, Trent, Liveramento. Mm-hmm. If we put in an like, I know Ash, you've got Ben White, but what about a Brighton defender? What if we put Duffy in, for example? Yeah, we get say get some extra savings there as well. But then we've got the double up with Sanchez and Duffy, though, haven't we? I yeah. feel like we probably wouldn't. We'd we'd be picking between Livermento and Duffy every week, right? There'd be some kind yeah. of rotation. How much money would we have for the last midfielder? Four point six. So we might have okay. to get rid of if we get. If we go Jota down to Torres, then we would have 5.1. If I put... How much is... Uh, who was the guy for Everton that's doing really well? I'd have Rafinha if I was on wildcard. Rafinha. Well, yep. then we're going to have to get rid of somebody. Hold on. I'm looking at a 5 million 
defensive bracket and don't seem to be many options there. Who's the guy in Everton that's looking really good? Is it Gray? It's Gray, isn't it? He's oh, only, Demari. He's only 5.6, so we would have to get... We'd have to lose a 5 million somewhere. How much money have we got here? Sorry, I can't see the budget. Oh, my bad. 0.5. You know what? See if we took Torres down to Rafina, we could afford all of this. Let's do it. Boom. So you'd be playing a choice between... So first up, Lukaku, Antonio, Ronaldo. That is a sick... <laughs> that is the best forwards <laughs> ever. You're missing out on DCL, but I feel like, you know... I don't think you'll care that much, to be honest. Um, ben Rama's doing bits. Gray looks good as an enabling cost. You've got Salah in there, and Rafina's got good fixtures after game week four, like we talked about. All the defense is there. I think the thing with this would be who your rotation... Should we, we read it out quickly, just for people people listening? So it's got okay, Sanchez yeah. in goal, Cody, Eiling, Trent, Livramento, and Duffy. We've got mm. Ben Rama, Gray, Salah, Rafinha, and Gilmore. Then the dream front line of Lukaku, Antonio, Ronaldo with point one in the bank. Now, I think what I'd do is I wouldn't feel confident playing Damari Gray every week. I'd probably put him down to someone like Brownhill. Then I'd upgrade and get a Chelsea defender in. So we've got two Chelsea players. That's yeah. how I'd yeah. wildcard it. This would only, yeah, this would only cost me 24 points. I mean, this isn't your team. This is our team. So you can't just, just steal it. it. I'm just like, saying. Me and here. <laughs> All right. I'll give you a point each. <laughs> but no, I thought, I thought that was quite a good exercise. It, it does actually show if you're willing to go without Bruno. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of options around. And I just think, yeah, the, the thing I said about Gray, uh, you know, you know my thoughts on, on Chelsea players. Um, we better get into the questions because we're not going to have that much time. But yeah. Uh, before, yeah, I, thought, just, I thought that was a good exercise. I, I mean, Ash, would this tempt you to wildcard? Um, it look it, it looks quite interesting, but I'm I'm going to hold my horses and not. It, it like it, it's interesting that you don't need to make that many moves and you can get those players in. But mm. as I wouldn't wildcard due to the reasons I've mentioned, but it's it's tempting without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see looking at your team and then looking at this team. There's not like an incredible amount different. Like yeah. we said, yeah. you know, you've still got similar defenders. Like you've already got Cody. It's the same goalie. Um, I think I'd feel the same. The only benefit of me wildcarding now is I'd have, have Ronaldo, but then I'd lose Bruno. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't feel there's enough tid tidying up. But Fair if play. we go through a couple of questions, um, then we still got time to just quickly, you know, run through our potential transfers for the week. Yeah. Um, for it. So we got a question from M. Bison. I don't think we're going to be able to get through all of these, but we'll we'll go for it. Um, so M. Bison has asked, "How do you stop making mistakes and improve your decision making in FPL?" And he's also asked if Magnus Carlsen's right, is Bruno dead as an FPL asset? Um, so Ash, what do you think? I mean, how do you stop making mistakes and improve your decision making? Um, well, you look in three words or less, Ash. Thanks. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I would say you have a have a look at where where you're going wrong first and foremost, and you know if you're mate you know where do you want to be as an FPL manager? If you want to be a top one million manager, top one hundred k manager, then you know plod long as you are. But if you want to improve, look at the managers who consistently do good, read their success stories, read their testimonials, and take lessons from them. Because th I'll tell you what, there is a serious pattern that I've seen 
with how the top 10K managers do. So learn from them. That, that's all I can say on that. The ones who consistently finish in the top 10K. Yeah, totally agree. Just pick someone who you really like, who does really well, and then well, and then copy them. Not, not their be team, interesting? I just mean their, in their decision-making. <laughs> just copy their teams, just, yeah. Just copy What's going to be interesting about this season compared to last season, obviously last season, people could just sit on, you know, Bruno, Salah, Son, and Kane. Yes. And you, you're, you're doing incredibly. But this season, I feel like it's going to be so different because we've got these other options. Mm. Unless like Ronaldo and Lukaku just do horrendously, you know, there could be a little bit more jumping around. And maybe we're just not as used to that anymore. Maybe that's the thing we've got to get used to. I mean, obviously, I tried it last week and I cost myself 17 points. <laughs> <laughs> You're not used to it yet, buddy. Don't put yourself down like that. Just warming up. Warming up. <laughs> warming those <laughs> premiums up. up. the crazy season. <laughs> On yeah. Bruno, I think it's a bit harsh to say that um, that Bruno's like dead in the water. In the, you know, he's, I, I think he's still viable, but yeah. like shouldn't be complacent and rule him out just because Ronaldo's there, even though we're going to probably buy Ronaldo at some point. So... Yeah, I mean, I think just let's not underestimate Bruno without a shadow of a doubt. So it's a funny one with Bruno because I, I feel like I'm almost defending him by saying I might, I might keep him. But um, I, I think he just feels like he's not a problem, but I also know he's not going to be someone that I'm going to consistently keep for the whole season like people did last year. But yeah. We've got a question from FPL Bez. So FPL Bez is asking which teams have impressed you the most so far? So should we start with with you again, Ash? Um, is there you know a certain team that's really impressed you, surprised you? I, I think the one team that has really caught my eye, especially, uh, has been Wolves. Surprisingly, I know that. Mm. that oh, hold on, but look look where they're at the t- in the table. But in terms of again, I'm not I'm not an XG advocate, but I've been very impressed with their XG stats over the first three games, and also look new manager, um, and you know like with new managers especially to the Premier League, there's also a question of them adapting and you know will things go wrong etc but I feel that considering their tough opening games they've done remarkably well and you know these games that they've got now from game week four onwards will tell us a lot about how this Wolves team will do under the new manager so they've impressed me a lot and I'm hoping that they'll you know progress once the fixture run improves rapidly from uh, game week four how about you guys I was I was going to say Wolves as well. Um, I was really surprised with Wolves. And that's why I'm going to be... Maybe it's why I've been a little bit down on Man United just since the weekend. Because the, either Wolves looked incredible or United were just very poor. Or, you know, a comb- combination of the two. But yeah, I mean, yeah, for, for me, it's definitely been Wolves. I don't know if you've got a different yeah. one, Dave. No, I mean, mm. Wolves, Wolves have looked good. You know who really is impressing me? Now, at first, you're going to be like, whoa, but you know... And it's Arsenal. Chelsea. No, I was going to... Oh. <laughs> Did you say Arsenal? Yeah, I was just joking. No, they've looked trash. Yeah, don't say that, mate. Um, I've, I've really annoyed Man United fans, and now you're... Yeah. Maybe there won't be many people the top. Do it alphabetically. Arsenal are rubbish. Yeah. Who's next? Brentford? Oft. If I was going to go for a different one, actually, it would be Chelsea. I thought Chelsea, until that red card looked incredible against against Liverpool. Um, against Liverpool. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they look so, so good. Um, oh, I thought I've they could have put, I've got put them away. I've got now. But you're right, Chelsea. Oh. Chelsea have good. But Newcastle have looked pretty decent. Like they don't usually look great. What? But but can sit. But they're. I know maybe maybe oh, not wow. this game week. But Newcastle. Southampton's XG. No, I'm I'm not talking about their defense, of course. But I just mean like Saint Maximum has really came out of the gate running this season, right? He looks decent, and Wilson's yeah, yeah. always good. Um, yeah. But as a team, you you watch that yeah. second half of West Ham. 
truly shambolic. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Like, yeah, you're right. There are there are players who've individually done quite well, but as a team, you know, they're 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 in the league where they are because of how they've played collectively. And I've I've yeah, there's been a few glimmers here and there, but it's not been good enough. And look look in the League Cup, how we you know like the shambol- shambolic exit there as well. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's probably just me thinking about the same maximum. But they, I I, I yeah. expected them to be even worse, so like maybe they just defy my own expectations. Um, oh. I just felt bad there. I needed to say an actual answer other than Arsenal. I thought, you, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, let's move on. So Maximin is excited to watch. He is an exciting player to watch. Hundred um, yeah, percent. So next question, we got one from Jimbo Byrne saying, uh, saying that Saka has dropped in price from six point five to six point three, but Arsenal have a great looking run. Would you stick or twist? Uh, Jimbo saying that it's an easy switch for him to Ben Rama, Fornals, or even Gray. Ash, if you had Saka, considering they've got a pretty good fixture run, what what would you be doing there? Would you sack Saka? Would I sack him? Yeah, yeah it's a, it's it's a tough one. Like, obviously, you know, he chipped in with with a fair amount of returns last season. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'd probably hold if if you know if, if you've got him. I know he's he's had the price drop. Probably hold him for a couple more games. And if he hasn't returned, then make a sideways move elsewhere. But yeah, I'm, I I I wouldn't have even had Sacco in the first place. <laughs> the answer is, as mm. per usual, go back in time, slap yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's so frustrating to he's so frustrating to own because I mean I remember having him last year and he'd get dropped a lot. I mean this season, looking at his minutes, the most minutes he's played in a, in a week is sixty. Wow. You know, he's so a, he's he's not he's getting the minutes, but he does have the fixtures. Yeah, there's. Very- a, Player, very talented player. There's no European football for Arsenal this season. I expect him to do great things, and you know, keep him maybe for yeah, keep him. But like, yeah, the minutes is a problem. If he's not playing four matches, then you'd have to consider a sideways move. Yeah, I would also say that you're going to have to put up with him dropping in price maybe one more time, so that yes. you know the vast majority of people who are you know getting rid of him do get rid of him. But he's got it's kind of like the similar thing with a lot of people in Barnes. Like they've got. Norwich next surely surely this is going to be a turnaround game for them if they don't win against Norwich then their season is doomed and you know the players are already hating being there so yeah I can see I could I would probably keep him as well for one more game and if he doesn't do anything but Arsenal look good then we can reevaluate. if Arsenal look as pants as they have been then yeah I would just change him to grey Cut your losses, save the point eight million or whatever, and 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 use it elsewhere. Better. <laughs> Better. Thing with him though is I don't think his upside is actually that high. Like obviously an advantage of Saka over previous seasons is like two years ago he's four point five. Um, but is you know he's not the most attacking player in the world. I know he looked incredible for England, for example. Yeah, he was the I same price would... as Rafinha. Like that's hard to that's no. hard to fathom, right? Well, yeah, that's a that's a great comparison, and then yeah. I mean, obviously, Rafina is probably levels above when it comes yeah. to, you know, underlying stats, etc. Yeah. We're going to go. So we've got well, we've got a three part question from Ryan. And this is going to have to be our final question. But thank you, everyone, for the questions. Um, so Ryan, Fantasy Yema has a three parter. So oh, who would win in a 5K race between him, Ash and Dave? <laughs> so I see Mr. Yema, <laughs> shout out to him. He's my virtual running buddy. And um, yeah, because of it, I, I've set some amazing running milestones. So, um, you know, I want to just give him a shout out there. 
And the answer is, if he's fully fit, he isn't red flagged, he would beat me in a 5K race. As for Dave, I know, Dave, you've made some tremendous progress as well. Thank you very um, much. But um, I don't know what your PBs are at the moment. So I think it would be, yeah, I, I, I'd probably let Ryan win. And then, um, I'd probably... I'd probably, I'd probably let you win as well. <laughs> no, no, I knew where that was going. You don't have to be nice. No, I would absolutely school both of you. <laughs> um, my parents, so I've been running recently, just just 5Ks. So I haven't really run anything other than that. But I got it down from, you know, I was furloughed for 12 months or something. No, 15 months. And I did nothing. And then a couple of months ago, I was like, you know, I should probably get off this chair and started running. So it went from 33 minute 5K to I think I just hit 25 minutes or just just about hitting 25 minutes. So I've shaved quite a lot off, but I'm in nowhere near my Is that peak. 10K time. No, that's I uh, know exactly, <laughs> exactly. It was horrible, and it's not even because I I can't. I was do joking, it. by the way. It's just the stamina, like sitting on your ass for fifteen months. It does bad things to you. I wouldn't <laughs> recommend it. Um, but yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't know that you guys were running buddies. That's really cute. Yeah, it's like um, I've I've hit, I had I've literally been running consistently now for twelve months, and I had a milestone to hit a thousand kilometers uh, within a twelve month period, which I hit. Uh, yesterday actually oh, wow. so now my feet back up and not run for the next 12 months hopefully <laughs> yeah <laughs> you've done it you can do it that's what happens yeah. with me I'll, I'll i'll hit like a a milestone and i'll be like oh that's me done this game or this exercise or whatever and i'll never go back to it it's such a bad a bad habit to have um the next part of ryan's question which i think is much better is who would win in a fight between me ash and dave <laughs> now i don't know what he looks like or how big he is but i'm a very lanky yet skinny individual and i can't really fight you're surprisingly tall though yeah I do, think you're head, not tall. I do a lot of head button but apart from that <laughs> apart from that i don't really are you a big are you a big scrapper ash well this is it like physically like from a stature point of view i know from the bmi side of things like me and ryan are very similar so mm. um i think he's probably yeah more athletic than i am yeah um, give this one to ryan yeah, I, I, I'd kind of wish that someone would tag team and then beat the other guy up. Um, <laughs> no, I honestly don't know. Unless I see in the flesh, Dave, I, yeah. it's a question mark for me. To be fair, what we could do now is we could like, you know, team up without telling them and we'll pretend fight and it'll be like a three-way fight. And then, you know, I'll go for his legs and you go for his face and then and then we'll beat him that way and we can split the winnings. I agree. And get, get Rich in to whack a chair on him from the back. <laughs> Give him a chair. Um, the last part of his thing says, is Flapjack susceptible to race fight fixing if he's appointed referee for the above? Because Ash is likely to try offering a cash bribe. <laughs> I, I would honestly, I would accept anything. Like even, even if it's like a quid, I'll take a quid. and uh, yeah. I'll give you two quid if you bash him with a chair. <laughs> i think i think any um fighting or racing or anything i just prefer like fpl fpl points it's just easier oh God, you're <laughs> so obsessed i'm sure we can get swayed with some reading memorabilia as well uh rich oh yeah oh i know you were showing me those programs earlier <laughs> so um yeah um, just just for anyone that doesn't know a bit of bit of a breaking news bit i've attended more reddit uh, premier league matches for reading than I have for any other Premier League club in my life, which is a bit random because Reading aren't in the Premier League anymore. And um, right. <laughs> I, I, I was actually located quite closely to our, our friend Rich there as well, uh, oddly enough. So um, I, I may have very well bumped into him 
uh, back in the day. So um, yeah, that, just some news. So I'm, I'm not a Reading fan. I'm not going to go into uh, have the, the details, but yeah, I've been to every single Reading match during the 07-08 season. That's so weird. Know. <laughs> Such a weird thing. That's so to cool. Have in your... I, I had to pay to be there. <laughs> <laughs> I got paid to be there. <laughs> <laughs> I should, I, yeah. should have been, I should have been doing that. But... I would need to be paid to be there too. I think. I think you made yeah, the right I choice. I don't think. We, I don't think we'll ever see Red in the Premier League again. We might see them in, in League One. <laughs> that seems more likely at the moment. You might see all your players in in the Premier League though. I seem to be buying That's quite true. a lot of players from yeah, Red. They go to Palace or Bayern Munich. So Shall you might be do... seeing Red players in the Champions League. But there um, you go. captains should... transfers. Yeah, let's go on to our captains and transfers. So. Ash, let's let's start with you. Oh, and thank you everyone for the questions. I wish we could have got through more. They they were good, weren't they? What we'll be doing is we'll take the questions that we missed and we'll be doing them on the Patreon question and answer thing. So if you're interested in shooting us another question, because there's loads of questions we get every week we can't do, but we sit and do them all in the uh, the Patreon thing. So how about we look at that? If you want description in the description, link in the description even. <laughs> Ash, team, yes. what are you up to this week? Yeah, so right now, Subject to caveats and um, transfer news and press conferences, Ings and well, uh, the problem I've got Martinez in my team as well. That's another problem. So it'll be a mini mm. world. Martinez out, um, Bruno out possibly, and uh, Ings possibly out. And in in their place, it'll probably be Ronaldo. It'll be Torres maybe, and then a goalkeeper. I don't know. I'm looking at Pickford or Saar. Um, if I want to double up with Wolves, potentially. But, yeah, that's what I'm looking at right now. But it's just too early to say at the, at the moment. But, yeah. Interesting. So, if you're, so you're not adverse to going for a 5 million keeper, obviously, with Martinez sitting there. Um, and you're happy yeah. to spend the same amount of money back on him. Yeah. Exactly. My, my logic with Martinez was that if he had a good run of games and I, I needed to get him, and if I didn't have him, it would be harder for me to get him like it, it's harder to get a more expensive keeper if you've got a cheap mm. one, right? So I thought, oh, if he if he doesn't do well or there's some issue with him after game week three, I can downsize. So I, yeah. I prepared for that eventuality. And yeah, sure, he shouldn't. You know, there's a rule that oh, he shouldn't take a hit for a goalkeeper. But if it's if it's a mini wild card, and I'm going to buy a goalkeeper for the long run, I'm I'm not too bothered really. So he's um, got a pretty good excuse in that he's not going to be playing. Exactly, and he's got a tough run of games, even if he was playing. So. Um, yeah, I'm quite quite relaxed about that. But yeah, that's, I'm looking at mini wildcard. And your AEK. <laughs> like, I'm pretty, you can do what you want. Um, I have a question I about I think it's team. quite nice oh. that that's happened with Martinez. I mean, obviously, you'd probably rather he played, but you can't really get stung from your transfer with something like that. Yes. Like, it, I've got a clean, I've literally got like a, a clean slate on the goalkeeper front now. Yeah. And, and, and it comes back with getting a penalty save and all sorts from game week five onwards. Um, but yeah, the, the downside is it's, it's a hit, but then, you know, minus four, divide three players, it's peanuts in the long run. So um, all good. Well, unless you, unless you do what I did. <laughs> <laughs> You've got um, Bruno, Captain, Salah, Vice, which is clearly the only premiums we've got in this team. So absolutely fine with me. Decent fixtures for both of them. Um, obviously, Newcastle better. If you get Ronaldo, you captain him or are you worried about it? You'd have to captain Ronaldo. If you if you're buying Ronaldo, you have to captain him. So you'll be I, captain him. If I if I come back to your team in game week four and you've got Ronaldo, he'll be your captain. Yes. I wouldn't buy Ronaldo if I wasn't captaining him against Newcastle. But then mm -hmm. the caveat, if I I'd look at his minutes during the international break 
I'll look at you know the training regime he's been on and the press conference hints as well from Ole um, before game week four. But yeah, without a shadow of a doubt, anyone who's listening to this, anyone who's buying Ronaldo, if you're going to buy him and you expect him to start, which is why you're going to buy him, you would captain him. Yeah, it'll be. Obviously, there are good other good options: Lukaku, Mohamed Salah, and others, other premiums who are also you know making sense. But surely, if you know if you've got Ronaldo, you have to captain him. Like See, not I- every game, but just for the, the first game against Newcastle, especially. I feel like another argument against getting Ronaldo is the fact that there's so many other good captains this week because, you know, sometimes you'll get like, if Man United were playing Newcastle at home and there weren't, you know, Lukaku with a good fixture, Salah with a pretty good fixture, then you'd feel like, oh, I need to have Ronaldo to captain him. It doesn't quite feel like that. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if Salah outscored Ronaldo. Hmm. Yeah. I would be Maybe shocked. I'm just telling myself I'm... that because you know I, I can't. <laughs> You've Maybe. got Lukaku. Maybe won't have him. That's hilarious. I'm 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 very very jealous of this team because you could even if you wanted to downgrade Martinez, downgrade Bruno, and upgrade Ings, and you would have enough money for um, Jota, and you don't have the the third Liverpool player, so you can do that easily. Yeah. Um for if Firmino comes out saying he's too injured to play for a month, then that would be a very interesting option as well. Someone in the chat, Kenneth, who is loving your ideas because he's done the similar transfers that you're talking about, minus uh minus a goalkeeper. Um so yeah, I'm 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 excited for this team. Oh I was gonna ask, yeah, last last but not least is oh, no. but while the DJ is fixing his lights, um Rafina is playing against <laughs> Liverpool, and I'm sure we all have Rafina. Um, you have, you know, a, a decent bench option in white. Are you thinking about benching Rafina at all? It, it's a tough one because, like, you know, with Arsenal and Norwich right now, they're level pegging in terms of where they are in the Premier League. <laughs> I, I like for me, I hate benching attacking players. Yeah. So right now, Ben White is my sub one. Mm-hmm. Um. My gut feeling says, do not bench Rafinha. But then obviously, you know, Leeds are at home. Um, you know, fact, well, sorry, they're playing Liverpool, even even though it's at home. Yeah. So, but I, I, the instinct says, don't bench Rafinha, really. Fair play. All right. Okay. So we move on to my team real quick. Not much happening. Um, if I do make transfers, I'm probably not going to get any big people in like Ronaldo or Lukaku or anything. Um, I'm happy to just do Ings to DCL and Barnes down to someone. Um, I don't think I can afford Ings to Ronaldo and Barnes down. If I could, that would be amazing, but I don't think the math quite checks out. He's just been priced too high for me. Um, but I also have... You know, I've got Webster. I don't really need to worry about development or anything like that. So I'm I'm happy to bench Ailing from Leeds, but I can't physically bench Rafina. So that's why I was asking you. Um, when you said don't fix what isn't broke, Ings is technically not broke, but he is breaking. So do He's you lucky. think? Yeah. Do you think that the DCL upgrade is better? See, the only thing with the DCL one is that eventually he will then turn into Ronaldo. So it might be a you know, and a kind of what would I say, a, a plaster over my team. Is he not injured at the moment? I saw some news that he's been. Um, I think uh, that's just an England thing, right? Like a the precautionary withdrawal. It's probably that then. 
Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't think that's going to be a huge issue. If it is, then obviously I'm not going to do it. Th- th- these are transfers I don't really need to do right away anyway. But yeah, if he's injured, I won't do it. I saw they're signing Rondon as well, Everton. But I, d- I doubt that's got anything oh. to do with it. That's probably a neat <laughs> thing. But, um... Wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, I See, can't I'd say, Dave, if you're going to go for like Ings to Bamford or Calvert-Lewin or whatever, like you say, it's a short-term fix. You still haven't got to a premium that yeah. you probably want to get to. But I probably won't. If that if I do that, then it's probably like telling myself I won't be doing it until game week seven, in which case I'll be wild carding. So this is mm. me making the definitive decision to not go for Lukaku or Cristiano Ronaldo until game week seven, come hell or high water. Yeah. I think I was harsh earlier when I said I would wild card. Well, I just think when we were talking about, you know, number of problems, I just think Ings, Barnes, you've still got Simicas, as do I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's no, 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 cool, but... awesome new premium. It's not it's, too it's, bad it's... if I if I don't want Ronaldo, but I think I'd sort Barnes out. You could probably leave Ings, although Ings isn't going to score against. I'm Chelsea. I'm going to see how much money because I've you got definitely a not million. Wild well, I that's the thing. I don't know if I'm borderline, mate. Who have I got? Oh, I have four, three point eight million in the bank. If I was going to do Ings up to Ronaldo, that's so sad. Oh no. I know. No. Oh well. Okay. What, for sorry. the Barnes replacement. Yeah, three point eight million for Barnes replacement. So oh, I guess 3. I could. 8. Yeah, I would need to like downgrade. I don't yeah, know. then you start looking at minus eights and stuff. I don't, I don't think it's oh, worth it. You don't, you don't want to go that far. You'll, you yeah. could afford Lukaku. Ooh, me? Could I? Hold this on. is where Dave changes his tune. Like the whole part, <laughs> he'll be like, "Oh, Rich is going on about Lukaku." Which like last no, week, but he's I could going afford Antonio him. a lot. You know what? I hate suddenly, that idea. I huh? hate that idea, and I'll tell you for why. I'll tell you for why. Is because I would have a 4.5 striker and a 4.5 midfielder, and my bench has got Ailing versus Liverpool, Simicast who doesn't play, so I would need to play yeah, Ailing. Yeah, you'd need to sort your defenders out. Really. So it's not worth it to not wildcard. So if I'm getting a Lukaku or a Ronaldo, it'll be a wildcard, and if not, then not. Let's move on. We've spent way too much time on my team. Um, Rich... Who yeah. you captaining, buddy? <laughs> so I've got my team set up already. So I'm still on this 4-4-2. Yep. Now, obviously doing a 4-4-2, I've got Trent Shaw. And then I was going to rotate Eiling Webster and my Simicast replacement. So Eiling Webster and White rotate really well. But I'm now looking at Cody. So I might do Simicast to Cody. And then obviously I've got my three premiums. So I've already got Salah, Bruno and Lukaku. So mm-hmm. our captain, it's Lukaku or Salah, and it, most likely it's going to be Lukaku. That's I did true. have a way I could get Ronaldo in, but I'm 0.1 short thanks to Gundogan and his price drop. So I could have done Bruno down to a 4.5, and then I could do Scarlett up to Ronaldo, but I'm 0.1 short. That would give me Lukaku, Antonio, Ronaldo up front. I'll still have Salah, Trent, and Shaw. You would, would you have our good... wildcard team, pretty much. What was that, Ash? Sorry. Would you would you say you're fifty fifty between Lukaku and uh, Salah as your captain, or are you more favoured towards Lukaku right now? Yeah, I'm probably like seventy percent, seventy five percent to Lukaku, just because of Martinez. If Martinez is going to miss that game, he's the thing that really changed the defence last year. Massively, massively. Like yeah. I feel that for me, it's a it's a no brainer that if someone's got Lukaku in their team, they don't have Ronaldo, um, mm. and sure you've got Mohamed Salah as well. Just surely it makes sense to captain him and they're at home as well yeah if i'm not mistaken 
So, you know, the Champions League um, hasn't, well, it will kick off from the week after, I guess, from the, the internationals. But it just makes sense. Like, I, I'd be more, like Leeds, people are just writing them off. The old second season syndrome, you know, Liverpool, Walker, all over them. But, you know, Leeds can be tricky on their day as well. And it just logically, yeah. if, if, if Villa didn't have their goalkeeper, uh, if they did have their goalkeeper, I'd say, OK, it's a bit more closer. But, yeah, that 70-30, in my view, is probably... 80-20 between them, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't influence or sway you. No, um, I, I, no, I appreciate it, Ash because I am leaning that way. You I have more a chance of swaying that me. Actually, <laughs> scares me a little bit. Is obviously I had an awful season last season. I just come off the back of that horrible game week, and it just feels like every time I go for a captain who, to me, seems quite obvious. Like I could have gone for Kane last week, um, but didn't, and I feel really bad for people who got a Kane one pointer as captain because he did look like the best captain. I just would hate for that to happen now with Lukaku. But Look, that, I mean, that's not logical, is it? Just because he's lowly owned and not many people have Lukaku. Yeah, but um, you've not captured Ben Rama this season, right? And that was like uh, a monumental uh, pick. I remember. Yeah, he outscored Bruno. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> but like, no, in all, in all seriousness, like with Lukaku, right? Like, you could really, you know, catch up on ground if if his what's his ownership right now? Twenty one point five, twenty one point four, even. Yeah. So among the premiums, he's like a a differential in some ways for the premiums that is yeah, they put, sure. the, put the captaincy on him you could make up some serious you know r- rank positions there again yeah. i don't influence that i don't want to oversway it but it, there's an opportunity there that's all i'll say no it's, it's nice hearing you say it and um because i have i have strongly been considering it and but obviously like i said kane last week looked like that and then then he didn't that's do it and oh, also yeah. With my transfer, obviously, if I do Simicast to Cody, then I don't have to play Ailing in my back four. And obviously, yeah. Wolves have got the good upcoming fixtures. So I would like my 4 4 2 team for, mm-hmm. for next week as well. And actually, Ash, I've just remembered that you knew you mentioned the Ben Rama captain. I've just realized why you brought it up. It was because of that head to head league, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, I, I want to bring this up, actually. Sorry. Um, no, no, <laughs> don't apologize because that your captaincy was so inspiring, right? That I was in a head to head league. Um, at the end of well, for last season, and that captaincy was so out of the box, right? That in the head-to-head league, it beat me by one point, and it was a difference between me finishing first and fourth. Um, so I always, that. but no, no, don't say sorry. Like Rich was last. <laughs> that was the first time I'd seen anyone pick Ben Rama in their FPL teams, and you captained him. And ever since then, I was. Like he almost became like um, what's what I'm looking for? Nemesis. He, he just nemesis. But like, I have to embrace him now. <laughs> so the, moment I, the first moment I had to get him this season, the opportunity arose. Like I have to get him, and he 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 repaid me in game week one and game week two. So don't say sorry. Thank you for those points in game week one and game week two for um, bringing him to my attention. So yeah, all I feel good. better now. So it's evened itself out a little bit. <laughs> you guys are cute. Look at you guys coming together, joining the forces. I, against... ju- I just completely forgot because I did. Feel, I honestly, I felt bad at the time because, I, yeah, because obviously I didn't really need it. I wasn't going to win the league. And then obviously it cost Ash um, top of the yeah. league. All my lights are turning off now. Um, time to go. Your, your lights are going to sleep and so are we. I need to put 10p in the meter. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for joining us for number 223 of FPL Surgery. Um, if you haven't subscribed already to our YouTube channel, we would very much appreciate it. Uh, if you're 
interested in their Patreon stuff, there's a link in the description. You can have a look at that. Um, and uh, Ash, thank you so much for coming on, Bunny. We truly, truly appreciate it. We've had a lot of fun tonight. Thank you so much. Is there anything you want to plug before we go? Uh, well, first and foremost, it's a privilege to be on your show once again. I'm so glad that the battery um, stood the test of time this time around. Um, <laughs> all, all I want to say is, well, I'll give I'll give an exclusive right now. I'm pleased to announce that the second edition of the FPL Hints magazine will be released during this international break. It's a free magazine by fans for fans. Keep a lookout for it um, in hopefully the next week and a half. And also FPL Hints Live, obviously not during the international break, but every night before a game week, I'll be on Twitter where I live and come and have a chat with us. You know, we've got a great bunch of people there. doesn't matter if you've got you know, a small following, a big following. I'm, yeah, I'm just there to have a chat, really, and looking forward to engaging with people uh, through spaces. So, yeah, I just wanted to just mention that. Um, and apart from that, thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. And I thoroughly recommend both um, the magazine and the spaces. The spaces are like, they're so much fun. I know, Dave, you've not been in there yet, but you need not to. Not yet. I haven't been invited yet. I'm just waiting. Well, you waiting just join. You just join. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm playing hard to get. Um, oh. But yeah, no, I'm, I will do. I will do. It looks like a lot of fun from the background, just in the crowd, looking, waiting for people to invite me. <laughs> oh, anyway, Rich, end the show. Yeah, no, thanks everyone for joining us. Thanks everyone for listening. We'll be back next week. I assume it's going to be on Monday. We need to plan this better because I messaged Ash the other day asking him to come on and I didn't even realise it was bank holiday. So... We need, me and Dave need to get our calendars together. Oh, no, together. next week is the special one. If you don't know, and we don't actually really know many details that we're allowed to give out I just know either. yet. What's this? But there's potentially going to be a special episode at some point. We're going to be streaming potentially for, you know, the international break. Because not much to talk about after this. We'll maybe do a wee stream closer to the deadline talking about FPL. But keep your eyes peeled for some special fun shenanigans happening into the international break on this channel. And without further ado... Without anything else to say, Rich. Up the pod. Up the pod. Yes, up the pod, guys. See you next time. Thank you very much for watching. Bye. <laughs>